finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. So that's it. What, uh, I don't know, three weeks ago when you asked me if uh, I wanted to mix up the music, you said did, you were on it, and uh, three weeks later, well, still waiting. Uh, how's that project coming, Craig? It's at a snail's pace right now. But. Yeah, yeah, we're working on that. You having meetings today about it, talking to consultants? What are you doing? Uh, you, lawyers, you said you need to talk to a lawyer. Yeah, something about uh, the radio group and the music rights, but oh, I'm all I'm all for just being a bad boy and let's just do it. Uh, yeah, just do it. We'll do it. And uh, you know, uh, you, you asked me. I, it's probably more than three weeks ago. Now I gave you some songs, gave you some ideas, and you just said, "Yep, uh, well, we'll work on that." And shoved it aside, and uh, I don't know what you're what you're working on, but it's not that. <laughs> Although I will say, I think it's the first time that you actually said you were trying to get a guest. And it's a good one. It's the lovely uh, Rika Gorgi. Is that how you say it? You think the last name? It's She's a Hungarian descent. She's the first swimmer who got her ass kicked by Leah, who uh, spoke out, put her put her name on it, on the record. She put out a, a, a statement. She put out a tweet. She has balls. We are going to salute Rika. Is that how you, is that, how would you, how would you guess her last name is pronounced? Like a Gorgu. Gorgu. Rika Gorgu. I don't see why I would doubt you on that. Don't doubt you on anything else. Uh, okay, Rika Gorgu. We'll, we'll, we'll give you her statement, read her statement, and tell you uh, why the, uh, the, the walls are closing in on lovely Leah, who failed miserably over the weekend. But there's a theory out there that Leah was... Uh, not trying her hardest and she did not want to totally dominate the NCAAs because that would that would make that would lead more people to say what a joke what a farce it is uh it was ridiculous there is nobody nobody defending that we, we will talk about that we'll take, give the latest on Leah and all the fallout this one guy one guy who's I don't know it just really bugs me on this the father of one of the swimmers who got, who got beaten by Leah has been silent, and I, it's just it's embarrassing. Uh, I, I will tell you about that. You know what? You know what? I loved, 
about what I love about today, Craig, other than the fact that, you know, you didn't get me any new music or any new sound or any new guests or anything other than that, everything we're going to talk about today, I would not be able to, I would not be allowed to talk about if I were still on the radio. I talked to Minahan last night and we were joking about how we would be getting phone calls probably yesterday. And then again, this morning, and then there'd be texts saying, get off this. Don't talk about that. There's, it is what you're going to hear. If you listen to uh, sports talk radio or talk radio in general today is going to be as, as uh, controlled as censored as you, you will ever hear there. There's going to be very little Leah Thomas talk. There's going to be no talk about David Ortiz and the Boston Globe. Uh, if you ever, if you had any respect left uh, for the Boston Globe, <laughs> believe me, it's gone. It should be gone now. It will be gone now. We will tell you about perhaps the most embarrassing piece ever to run in the Boston Globe. Their lengthy Sunday special on David Ortiz. It's just the most blatant cover up. If you if you ever wondered if they, what the problem is when you have a billionaire owner of the uh, the Red Sox who owns uh, the Boston Globe and owns WEEI and owns Nesson. If you ever wondered what the, how that conflict would manifest itself, we got an example today in this silly ass story about David Ortiz, uh, Michelle, M- Mish Michaels story. Mish Michaels is the uh, former weather woman, well-respected weather woman who uh, committed suicide last week. And uh, we talked about it a little last week. We could talk more about how she was treated by the people at the welfare station, WGBH, the public broadcasting station, how these arrogant pointy headed pukes uh, stopped her from even uh, working there. She got hired, but then never ended up working there. We don't know how it affected her emotionally, mentally, but it's a story that never got covered and it won't get covered because it involves the Boston globe and involves some protected people in the city of Boston. Rex Chapman, that clown who, who, who has made a living stealing. He stole laptops, and then later on he stole videos and memes and presented them as his own. Never gives anyone credit. He actually got hired by CNN and CBS, I believe, Shocking. to talk about college basketball. And boy, did he step in it over the weekend. And the Babylon Bee has been banned by Twitter. <laughs> Babylon B, that's, Twitter's such a joke. Babylon Bee's been banned for... If you don't, if you don't know, it's a very good, very funny satirical site, and they mocked the lovely Rachel Levine, and there will be none of that with Twitter. You can't mock biological men who uh, dress up as women; uh, those they're off limits. You cannot make fun of them. Uh, the latest, we'll do, we'll get, we'll get into the latest on the laptop from hell, the biggest political stand, scandal in American history. I think that's starting to. Uh, starting to fall apart, and the New York Times actually admits it's real. New York Times is the PR wing of the Biden regime, and they uh, they appear to be uh, not quite defending uh, Dementia Joe and his corrupt family. But we can get into that, too, uh, uh, on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU. And they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. 
membership required. All right, everybody's, uh, you recovered from uh, from St. Patrick's Day. Craig, did you, uh, let me guess, you didn't do anything. You didn't have and, and nothing, no memorable experience. You didn't do anything you know, interesting. You just kind of hung out, right? Uh, I did uh, slow cook Guinness beef stew. I did beef stew. Yeah. You're supposed to have corned beef, not yeah. beef stew. You're supposed to have corned beef. I had that. I had a sandwich on my own. That was just what the house. Oh, decided. yeah, sandwich. Well, I knew. I knew you would have done. I knew you did something exciting. I had no <laughs> doubt that you were going to have something funny story to tell about St. Patrick's Day. You had a sandwich. I have two young kids. I, I can't the, go nuts. I don't. I don't want any excuses. Got to hate that people <laughs> say I have kids. I can't do it. I can't live. I have kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but. I went to the St. Patrick's Day parade for the first time ever in uh, South Boston. And I have to say it was, it was crazier than I even expected. It is a wild scene. A lot of, a lot of drunk 20, 25, 28, 30 year olds uh, roaming the streets, but everyone seemed to be having a good time. I got there, hung out with some family and booed uh, Michelle Wu and Charlie Baker when they went by. I missed, there was a bunch of people up on rooftops watching the parade. We were predicting that someone would fall off and someone did. I have no idea of his condition. I know he was uh, ambulance came rushed to the hospital right near me. I didn't actually see it, but I read about it later. I'm not shocked. I'm sure it probably, it probably happens every year. It's just a lot of drunks and a lot of craziness. And uh, I don't know if I'll be rushing back, but it was interesting to see uh, for the first time. uh, It's just the whole, the whole scene and selfie. I didn't see the uh, gay you know, there's always big controversy about letting the gay group come in, the gay whatever. Uh, I don't even know if they're banned or if they're, they play bagpipes or what they do, but I didn't notice. So perhaps that uh, controversy has uh, has uh, subsided and they uh, and they were there and I didn't even notice. But there was a lot of bands, a lot of bagpipes, a lot of, a lot of kilts. Uh, I always wonder, the, the Boston Police has this huge band and there must be, Two dozen bagpipe players. How do you find that many cops who can play the bagpipes? No idea. I mean, do they learn after they get the job? This is some bonus they get paid to do it because I don't know. I don't know where they come from, but it was a pretty impressive show. But uh, anyway, let's get let's get to Leah because uh, we're going to get to Ortiz and the Globe, and I will explain to you why it is the single most humiliating piece of alleged journalism and how the Boston Globe is a bigger joke than you previously thought. But here's one of the photos Craig's putting up there for our viewers on uh, locals on the metal stand. That's Leah on the left. If you uh, on my left, on, uh, if you, if you weren't aware, she's got, I don't know, a good foot, maybe 14 inches on the, on the third place finisher from Texas. I love her. She's just angry. She's got a cowboy hat on a Texas shirt and she's just looking like this is not right. Mm. And the second place finisher has more of a, yeah, whatever, you know, I had no chance. I did the best I could. That's uh, Emma Wyant. We talked about her last week. She just, um, just shrugs it off and says, you know, she finished second, which is really first. Um, It, we knew this would be a joke. We knew it would be a farce. It was worse than we even imagined. I mean, she blew away the field. She has no remorse, no regret. She just kicks ass in this completely unfair rigged competition. Nobody, nobody thinks it's on the level. Nobody. There's not one person in the world. Leah's Leah is a bully. Leah is a punk. Leah likes to walk around the locker room naked 
in front of the girls, in front of 18-year-old girls. He, he likes to rub everyone's face in it. He knows just how unfair it is and doesn't care and, and takes advantage of the rules. And uh, people, some people say it's not Leah's fault. Yes, it is. Leah knows this isn't fair. He was, uh, he was the 40, 462nd ranked man in NCAA swimming uh, two years ago. Uh, now he's the number one ranked woman, <laughs> which is all you need to know of just how uh, ridiculous it is. And he doesn't care. I mean, he knew he belonged in the pool with men, but didn't want to do that because it was hard. This is much easier. Obviously, didn't take much effort to win the 500-yard freestyle. Uh, finished uh, eighth in, in in the, I think it was the 205th in the, in the 100. And there are lots of rumors that he didn't, want to win or because he he was sick of people saying how silly the whole thing was. If he, he wanted to prove his point, win one race, win one NCAA title. And then after that, didn't have anything left to prove. So didn't give his all in those other two races. I believe that because Leah is not a good person. Leah, good people don't walk around. Good men don't walk around naked in the locker room and just to make 18 year old girls uncomfortable. They don't, uh, play a rigged game and then act as if the thing was fair on, on the level. Everybody knows it's a joke. Everybody, Leah's parents, Leah's teammates, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, cracks in the, the, the wall and people are speaking out, including Rika, Rick. I want to get to record in a minute. I do want to say as, uh, as Caitlin Jenner has said, as so many people have said that it's the fault of the NCAA it's a fault of the schools, the Ivy League, the decision makers who made this possible. Again, you know, Lee has taken advantage of the rules. I mean, the rules allow a man to dominate the women and act as if he's the real women's champion. That's the rules. The rules are ass backwards, unfair. And it's because people in positions of power, people in the NCAA, people in the universities, the Ivy League, don't have the guts, don't have the guts to stand up to this woke mob, this tiny, tiny, but angry and effective woke mob. If, if they did, if they you know said, obviously, you know, this is not fair. You can't play. You're a man. You can't play women's sports. There'd be some screaming and kicking from the far, far, far left, tiny, tiny majority, uh, minority, tiny minority of, of, uh, very effective, uh, um, activists and agitators, but you gotta have the, the 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 guts to stand up to them. You just do. This is not right. This is not fair. The whole world knows it. The whole world got to see it in the pool over the weekend, and 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 there's no argument for it. There really isn't. When I tweet about this, when I talk about this, I you know ninety eight percent of the people agree because there's really nothing to disagree with. The only ones who don't agree are people that say, why don't you get off it? Why do you care? What's a big deal? No one makes an argument for Leah. No one says, this is fair. This is competitive. This is right. They don't because they can't. You can't make a case for this being actual an actual competitive sport, fair, honest sport. It's not. Everybody knows she's got man arms, man legs, man lungs, you know, man muscle. <laughs> And as you pointed out, that that picture of the second and third place finishers, they're not 
they had no chance when they got in the pool. They knew they couldn't win the fir- They couldn't win the gold. Hell, the girl who finished second finished second at the Tokyo Olympics. She's the second fastest woman in the world, and she can't come close to beating this man. Had no chance to beat this man. Uh, it's 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 nonsense on so many levels. And I guess we should be grateful for Leah pointing it out. Leah proving it to the world how how ridiculous this is. I mentioned. Do you have that other picture where the second, third, and fourth place finisher, they gather on one side and Leah's on the other? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, the real three people that were supposed to be on the medal stand, if they didn't allow men in the pool with women, they all gathered together on one side and Leah's on the other. And it's it's funny because they're having a good time. They're saying this is the way it was supposed to be. That That bully over there stole first prize but here we are on the other side i want to i want you to get that that picture for a reason the fourth place finisher is a a girl a woman named brooke 40 f-o-r-d-e brooke 40 swims for uh stanford very accomplished college swimmer she got bumped off the medal stand she didn't get a trophy she didn't get uh, her moment that's her, her i'm not sure what she's holding there because she didn't get, you know, they don't give trophies for fourth place, but uh, I don't think, but Lee is on one side with the first place trophy. And then you get the second place finisher, the third place finisher and the fourth place finisher, the fourth place finisher, Brooke 40. She's been diplomatic and talked about it and said, you know, it's, it's, I uh, uh, understand Leah has to be her authentic self and mm-hmm. things are changing. And uh, she's given all the politically correct uh, responses when asked about it, as most of the swimmers have, because they're afraid of the mob. They're afraid their schools will kick them off the team. They know just how nasty, just how ruthless the trans mob can be. And I, I, I understand why they're shy, why they're hesitant to speak out and tell the truth. But Brooke Forty is interesting because her father is Pat Forty. He's a senior writer at Sports Illustrated, covers college sports. He's been there for years. He's got 340,000 followers on Twitter. He was at the meet, at the mat, whatever you call it, the, the tournament, the swimming race, took pictures of the pool and, and tweeted out, you know, benign little tweets about here we are at the NCAAs, and then tweeted a bunch of boring stuff about the NCAA college basketball tournament. And as far as I could tell, as far as I could find, nothing about his daughter getting beaten up by this bully Leah. Nothing. Now, I don't know how we can expect the girls who swim, the 18, 19, 20-year-old girls, to speak out, to have the guts to speak out. Um, and lots of people blamed them, so they shouldn't have gotten the pool. They shouldn't have gone along with this. And they would have been nice if they stood up and said, we're not going to do it, we're not going to participate in this farce. But they're kids in college, and they know they know their call, their school. They know the NCAA would not take it lightly if they if they spoke out against Leah. So most of them didn't, and they will now. Now that the tournament's over, the sport is over. Some of them, as we mentioned, Rika. Mm. We'll get to Rika. She's graduating. She's moving on. So is Brooke, by the way. And uh, we can't expect these girls to have the courage to speak out against this travesty if their own parents, if their own fathers. I mean, I think of the fathers every time I watch it. You're watching your daughter 
Her dream was to win you know, a medal. Her daughter, her dream was to win an NCAA championship. And she was denied that by this bully, a man who obviously has all kinds of physical advantages. They won't tell you how tall she is. I'm going to guess 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, she looks, she's built like Michael Phelps. She's long, lean, built. I'm sorry, he's built like Michael Phelps. Uh, but Pat Forty doesn't have the guts to stand up for his own daughter. I mean, that, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a good father. But where are you on this, Mr. Forty? You really are going to accept the fact that your daughter was bumped off the metal stand by a guy? I mean, honest to God, it's, it's, I'm, I'm ashamed for him. Isn't that like the, a no-win the, situation for him, though? Well, I mean, what what does that mean? No wins. Yeah, it's a no win situation for his daughter. She can't win because a guy is beating her ass in the pool. So how can a father? I mean, here's here's what I think. I, I think he hates it. I think he thinks it's ridiculous. I think yeah. he thinks it's unfair. But he doesn't have the guts to put his name on that. He doesn't have the guts to say it publicly. And he, I mean, maybe Sports Illustrated wouldn't let him. But so what? At some point, you have to stand up for your own child. Sports Illustrated celebrated Leah a few weeks ago about how wonderful it is that that she could be her own true self. Everybody, it's crazy. Things have turned upside down. I'm I'm become a champion of female sports, of female rights, of women's rights. The far left, in uh, politically doesn't care about girls. They don't care about women. The women are the victims here. The women, and there was a, a bunch of protesters outside the pool, and they were standing up for women's rights. This is this is unfair to women, and this is the end of women's sports as we know them if this trend continues. You don't think someone out there, some guy is watching uh, what Leah just did and said, you know, I could play college sports. I could play college basketball. All I got to do is is transition and you know maybe they'll be genuinely uh, you know gender confused and and want to live as a women or maybe they'll just say I'm going to do this because it looks like fun I'm going to do this cuz I'm 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 going to spoil their party there's going to be more of this and I wonder at what point do people just stand up and say this is crazy this is just unfair this is just dishonest it is dishonest to say that Leah Thomas belongs in the pool with, with those three girls that are on the metal stand. It's just dishonest. It's just, everybody knows it. And, and we play along. We, it's like, we're all part of some silly fantasy that Leah Thomas is living out. We're all indulging the fantasy of one selfish, self-absorbed bully. The whole thing is crazy. And again, I, I understand why the girls aren't speaking out for the most part. I can't believe the parents, the fathers are, are taking this lying down. It's embarrassing, but Hey, I know as well as anybody out there, how intimidating, how effective the trans mob can be. But I will say, you know, at the same time, we have to give credit where it is due. Enrica, what you call a Gyorgi? Her, last, her first name is R-E-K-A, her last name G-Y-O-R-G-Y, Gorgie, two-time ACC champion, All-American. She uh, swims for G- Virginia Tech. She's from Hungary. She was uh, the 17th in the qualifying for the 500 freestyle. 
Only 16 swimmers make it to the finals. So she wasn't going to win, but she was going to be in the finals. She was not allowed in the finals because a man took her place. She uh, tweeted uh, something. I, I, I retweeted her. I mean, this is real courage in this current state we're living in. In, in 2022 in America, it is. It takes real courage to do what Rika did. She came out and said, this is absurd. Of course, men don't belong. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good statement. She gives a little too much credit to Leah. And like, I guess that's the new thing. But don't blame, don't blame Leah, blame the rules. She said, my final spot was stolen by Leah Thomas, who is a biological male until we all refuse to compete, nothing will change. Thanks for the support. Uh, how, how many followers does she now have? 159. Oh, no, that's 159,000 likes. Yeah, that got a big one. She's got like 23,000 followers. Yeah, and she promised to uh, follow back, but she hasn't followed us back yet. But who knows? She's at 199 uh, follows. She's, uh, <laughs> this takes guts, man. This takes guts. Uh She's got more guts than Pat Forty. I'll say that the father of the fourth place finisher who was denied a place. Did you notice the uh, the, uh, the mood change in that that uh, two, three, and four photo? Everyone, all the women are happy and not mocking yeah. it. Well, you know, I mean, you just know what they're saying behind the scenes. You know, yeah. if they could speak openly and not face retribution from the the wokesters and the NCA and the schools. I mean, if you're a teammate of hers, you're not. Ivy League school, you're getting Ivy League education and, you know, you're whatever, say you're a junior, you know, you're more than halfway there. You don't want to risk it. And they would be risking it. There's no doubt in my mind there'd be retribution. The people who run these schools are absolute lunatic lefty, like radicals who would try to destroy you if you dare, if you dare speak up. Uh, she released a whole statement, uh, a long statement and again, I'll give a credit. She just think, just points out how unfair it is. Uh, every event that a transgender athlete participated in, one spot is taken away from biological females in that meet. Uh, and she goes on and how she, you know, obviously worked her whole life for this moment, and you're denied it because again, the whole that we all have to collectively uh, indulge the the fetish or the fantasy of one athlete. And so he gets in the pool. He knows he's going to win. They, she points out, by the way, they knew they were racing for second place. They knew nobody could be there. They looked over and they saw just how imposing and intimidating Leah was. So they were hopeless and helpless uh, uh, from the beginning. But I'm telling you, this girl, she'll, she'll get uh, ostracized uh, from, I don't know, from the, from the, by the media. You wait. You wait. The uh, you know Washington Post will probably say, "Oh, she's a bigot." Uh, it's yeah. it's well it's 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 amazing that that's the definition of courage in this day and age. That you speak out and you say that man doesn't belong in the pool with us. And uh, I've mentioned this before, but there's a, a a Daily Mail piece where it talks about how uh, anonymous teammates saying they're uncomfortable because Leah likes to walk around the locker room naked. That's just that's just a bully. That's just a guy rubbing his face in, rubbing their face in it. Not literally, I don't think, but figuratively rubbing their face in it, knowing they can't do anything about it. He doesn't want to 
get along with his teammates if he's swinging around the locker room? Like, I mean, and you got 18 year old girls, 19 year old girls, and this man who's got long arms and long legs and I don't know, is, is, is uh, openly mocking them by walking around naked in front of them. That's not a nice guy. You know, that's not just some gender confused, trying to live his own authentic self. That's a bully. That's a bad guy. And uh, sadly he won one NCAA title, but he was denied the other two. I guess I should be happy that uh, he didn't win all three because I thought he was going to, but I think at some point he decided he made his point and it had no more, uh, didn't want to make it look like too much of a joke, but I don't uh, we get had a lot to get I, to. I don't get how you can like feel accomplished though. If you're Leah, uh, I think you feel accomplished by, by getting away with it, by winning, knowing it's unfair and you win anyway. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I think I think he feels accomplished, not by winning in the pool. We obviously knew he could dominate in the pool and he was going to win. He was a favorite and he's the NCAA champion. But in his mind, he wins by just forcing us to fall in line, forcing people to uh, uh, indulge his, his fantasy. And that's basically what we did. The whole country did. And now we move on. We'll move on to the next one. There'll be someone else in some other sport. Some other guy who, I mean, you're not going to see it the other way around. There'll never be a a, trans, a woman transitioning to a man who can play, you know, dominate the men. It's obviously because men have, I, I know this is a, kind of a crazy radical conspiracy theory, but men have physical advantages over women. And we, we pretend they don't. It's just comical. It's just silly. It's just denying the truth. It's denying the facts. It's denying science. You know, these people are science deniers when they say she's got no, uh, Leah's got no advantage, no natural advantage that makes the whole thing silly and rigged. But uh, speaking of silly and rigged, I got to get to this globe story. What time we at? Um, They're uh, just about 30. uh, All right, let me do, uh, let me get to our sponsors and then we'll get to the globe uh, Ortiz story because honestly, Honestly, the Globe's not even pretending to be a newspaper anymore. They're not even pretending their coverage of the uh, Red Sox is on the level. This is what happens, folks, when the uh, local newspaper is purchased by a uh, a, a, a egomaniac billionaire. This is what you get in Washington with the Washington Post and Jeff Bezos. And this is like Bezos light. You get this little play thing for the Pizzuti's. And uh, they don't cover the news. They cover it up with a pillow until it stops moving. Uh, but uh, we'll get we'll get to uh, we'll get to David Ortiz and uh, the Boston Globe and uh, Rex Chapman, that clown, embarrassing himself on national TV. That was good to see. But first, let me tell you about Express VPN. As we talk about frequently on this show, big tech companies have been ramping up censorship to new heights. We've been shadow banned here. We've been kicked off YouTube and it's probably going to happen again soon. They don't, (laughs) uh, this is the reason not a lot of people are talking about, uh, uh, talking about, uh, Leah and Rachel Levine. We'll tell you, but we'll tell you about what happened to the Babylon B speaking of censorship by the big tech companies. They, you know what else they do? They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch and everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads 
and they can match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you browse, search for, watch, tweet, everything. They use this data and turn it into a product. The same big tech companies who are largely responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. Make sure to go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan to get an extra three months for free with an annual subscription. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support this show and strike back against big tech and keep identity thieves at bay. Right, I got uh, I got to do paint your life too, and then we'll get to the globe. All right, we're back. Everybody's back. We're back to celebrating life, to doing things, going on vacation, going to parades, hanging out with friends and family. And, and you know, you, you need, you need a way to uh, remember these moments forever. I got the way paint your This is it. You can celebrate some of your favorite times by turning these memories into art. When I first heard about paint your I thought what a great idea for gift birthdays or anniversaries, but I figure it must be expensive, too expensive, but that is not the case. You can get a professional hand painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price, or you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. The user-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's faster. You can get your portrait in as little as two weeks. Makes the perfect gift for a birthday or an anniversary or a wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word Jerry to 64,000. That's Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 64,000. Text Jerry to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. I think the Boston Globe uh, um, has a story, had a story over the weekend about David Ortiz. David Ortiz was shot three years ago in the back, in the Dominican, sitting outside a restaurant with his buddies. It, it was uh, kind of suspicious, obviously, from the beginning. Uh, they He hired, allegedly, he hired, the Globe hired, I don't know, the Red Sox hired, uh, Ed Davis, former police commissioner. And uh, Ed Davis spent three years working really hard on this. And uh, you know what they came up with? Have you read this story, uh, Craig? I've glossed over. but Glossed I, over it. From um, what I've gathered, the, uh, a big whopping nothing. Um, I had to clear my history as, I mean, obviously nobody, nobody buys the globe, but if you clear your history, you can read a story. And I do that once in a while when Shaughnessy writes, cause uh, he's still worth reading. So I clear my history and I say, oh, I guess I'll read it. And, uh, and it's, it's amazing. They do a whole, let me, let me find some of my favorite parts. You're trying to find out why David, Ortiz, they tried to murder David Ortiz. They tried to murder him. Hell, it's amazing. They didn't succeed. The, the gun jammed at one point, as they point out. Right. But uh, David, they find out, I'm going to find the, 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 I mean, the whole time. He was shot. It was orchestrated by his friend or his former friend, Caesar, the abuser, Peralta. Just 
pro tip here, pro tip. Uh, if a guy's nickname is the abuser, you probably don't want to hang out with him. But David Ortiz hangs out with some really bad people. Um, the abuser put a bounty on him and, and hired a ragtag hit squad to try and kill him. So you read all about it, but Peralta's in prison in the, in the Dominican or Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, Ortiz does the interview with Bob Holler, who used to be a well-respected reporter. He has sold out, to, sold out to the Bazooties a long time ago. I think his last big story was about uh, me to, my, my, my buddy John Mitaparel's dog taking a dump on Tommy Hopper's lawn. They wanted to make that racist. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, they, they don't need a comics page. The Globe, the front page serves as the comics page. The coverage of the Red Sox uh, serves as the comics page for the Boston Globe. Ortiz does an interview on the phone from the Dominican. After he got shot, I said he'll never go back there again. He never should. It's not safe. Surprised. But but he likes hanging with these kind of people. And uh, he's involved with them. I mean, there's no doubt. And if you don't think he's involved somehow, whether it's you know in business or he's uh, you know, with, you know, the one of the women, Peralta's girls, and he bought her a car. I mean, there's all kinds of sketchy connections. And you think if there was a journalist, a newspaper, and a, and a private investigator working on it for three years, you think they might, you know, get to the bottom of it. But the fact is they weren't trying to get to the bottom of it. This is a whitewash job on behalf of David Ortiz by the Boston Globe which again is owned by the Red Sox, the Red Sox uh, owned by the Pizzutis, John and Linda Pizzuti. They own the globe. They own the Red Sox. They own WEEI. They own Ness and they own this town. So David Ortiz is a lucky man. He's a lucky man and a nice man and a, and a friendly man, a likable man. He just got in the hall of fame, even though everybody knows he did steroids. He had, he had help from performance enhancing drugs. Everybody knows it. There's no so proof. It, no proof. There's, there's plenty of proof. Uh, he, he flunked the drug test. Same one that Sammy Sosa flunked. We don't know why. Sammy, Sosa's, Sammy Sosa's got uh, you know, better Hall of Fame credentials, and he doesn't even get close to it. But David Ortiz is likable, and people want him to, uh, you know, they want to ignore things. They want to play, you know, they, they want to defend him. And uh, uh, in this case, will be no different. Sammy Sosa is um, not in the Hall of Fame because he's white now. I don't know if you know. That's true. That's true. Here's, and you finally get to, uh, you, you go through the whole thing and you're saying, what's the motive? Why did the abuser want Ortiz dead? And they mentioned the woman that he allegedly bought a car for, the woman that was visiting him in the hospital. But no, that wouldn't be it. No, no. no. Was, is he in business? Is he uh, part of the, uh, the gang? You know, the drug uh, dealing gang? Is he one of them? Part of this? Peralta's uh, crew? Nah, that wouldn't be it. It says, uh, um, this is from uh, Ed Davis, the investigator. He says, Peralta's motive for the Ortiz shooting likely was a buildup of perceived slights and jealousies. They said they found no evidence that Ortiz engaged in any type of business with Peralta or knew him more than incidentally. They lived in the same building. He yeah. was one floor above the guy. Yeah. They could find no and no evidence that he knew him more than incidentally. And it was just a bunch of slights and jealousies. And they actually write 
that Peralta was really short. He's like five, five. So he was jealous of Ortiz's height. <laughs> this is in a newspaper an ad- alleged newspaper. Again, it's not a real news. It's a joke. It's a joke. The, ho- the whole story if David Ortiz sat at the keyboard and typed it out, would not have been more, uh, uh, more comical, more laughable than it is uh, when it was written by uh, once respected reporter Bob Holler. Now, just a a, a a a trained seal for the pursuities. Yeah, let's see a bark. Let's see a clap. Good job, Bob Holler. They are covering up David Ortiz's connection to this drug kingpin and uh, they're doing it happily. They, they, they literally leave it there. That's, that's the, the motive jealousy and uh, slights, slights and jealousies in the story. If you thought that was silly, the thing about the height, they say they lived in the same building, barely knew them, but they lived in the same building. They hung out together. Um, David Ortiz went to the nightclubs that the drug kingpin owned that was his thing. And David Ortiz once complained about the loud, a loud party at Peralta's apartment <laughs> in the building. And that might have been. <laughs> so David Ortiz told him to turn down the music and Peralta put a hit on him. That is what you, the conclusion you come to if you think, if you read the Boston Globe. But it's just ridiculous. And uh, I'm, just pre- imagine this were a patriot just imagine it were Patriot who did something, you know, I, I can't even imagine Tom Brady doing this, hanging with a drug kingpin and getting shot in the back. Uh, but if it were a Patriot and they wrote the, and they said this, do you think the Boston Globe would accept that? Think the Bo- if Bob Kraft hired an investigator and said, no, the investigator says she didn't actually give him a handy. She didn't actually give him a happy ending. No, that was, that was just all mis- a misunderstanding. You think the globe would accept that? <laughs> it's just, it's just ridiculous that they put this on. I assume on the front page, yeah, and and present it as news. I mean, David Ortiz again is you know he's a wonderful guy because people bend over backwards to protect him. They, the mm-hmm. the writers when they voted him in the Hall of Fame, they would would lie to themselves and say there's no evidence. No, no, that's all. You know, he just. Uh, took vitamins and supplements. That's all vitamins and supplements. You know, the people who vote like, you, you know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, house men like Joe Castiglione or Rob Bradford, national media people. They like him. He's a nice guy. He gave me a hug at the start of the pain mass challenge. He's a likable, friendly, outgoing guy. Uh, that's one thing. So they try to, the globe just, I mean, they, they don't care. They don't really care about journalistic ethics or, Journalists, journalistic principles, they sold those out a long time ago. But, and I don't think they have a lot of respect for their readers, but actually saying he didn't really know the guy, but he did complain about the loud music one day. So maybe, maybe that's why the abuser pumped four bullets into David Ortiz's back. They spent three years on this story, three years. And that's what they come up with. That is just hilarious. That is hilarious. Speaking of hilarious, what time we got? Speaking of hilarious, let me get to let me get to Rex Chapman. If you're not aware, some people aren't aware. You don't know much about him, right? No, I'm not really. I heard, I heard uh, it was the overnight host when I was on the radio, and she didn't know who Rex Chapman was, 
and, and found out he played basketball. And she was like, I didn't know he was a basketball player. She just thought he was a fun guy on Twitter. He was a basketball player, played for Kentucky, played in the NBA. I don't, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he was a very athletic white guy. Um, but after he had some troubles, some issues, he got into drugs. He stole laptops. He got arrested. He's got a kind of a uh, fairly uh, common. Uh, his, his mugshot is 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 out there. You can see that if you want. And then he started a new life. Went from stealing laptops to stealing videos and memes and tweets. He steals people's stuff, presents it as his own. All heartwarming stuff, puppy videos and family, you know, whatever soldiers coming home and surprising their kids. And he'll, someone will video it. Some, uh, someone will post it on, uh, was that Rick Chapman's career? Yeah. His stats right there. Long- How many years? It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, but, but he tweets out these heartwarming, heartbreaking, you know, emotional things and people love it. He gets retweets and everything. But if you, uh, criticize him at all, he'll block you. He blocked me a long time ago. Uh, Cause he's a big liberal and he's a big liberal and he's a liar and he's a fraud. And you know, those are all the qualifications CNN is looking for when they hire someone new, a liar, a fraud, a thief and a, and a good Trump hating liberal. So he's got a job at CNN recently. And I guess at CBS, I didn't even know that he was going to be a CBS analyst on college basketball. And he was talking about Providence and, when, you, when you're a guy and everything you do publicly is stolen, is not yours, but you present it as yours, suddenly he's on his own to, you know, offer commentary on college basketball. I'd say he kind of stumbled into talking about Providence. Do we have this sound of him looking back fondly on the Pete Gillen era at Providence? The first time since 25 years ago when, he had, when Pete Gillen had God sham God. Rest in, rest in peace, Pete Gillen. There you go. I think that's Bob Huggins looking. I think he probably going, wait a second, Pete Gillen. What's that show? Can you just pop that up again? Is that just a CBS, a CBS sports show? What is the post game show, pre game show? What is it? I didn't uh, see it live. The tip off. The tip off. So he's sitting there. Bob Huggins is looking at him. And I think Bob Huggins is probably thinking, I just had lunch with Pete Gillen, you idiot. But he didn't want to embarrass him. Uh, a texter says, Stephen says that Huggins doesn't like Rex. Well, probably not. I bet you Huggins is not, is not a uh, lying liberal like Rex. But I believe Pete Gillen actually works, does some work for CBS. <laughs> He's alive and well, and people were immediately tweeting about uh, what an idiot Rex Chapman is. I'm telling you, CBS, CNN, you can't expect... Uh, Pete Gillen to do his own work. That's not how he rolls. He's, I mean, Rex Chapman to do his own work. You're going to have to, you're going to have to hand him everything because he uh, doesn't have an original thought in his head, but uh, Pete, Rex Chapman's fine. He'll never get canceled. I can tell you that he will never, he has been on. Um, I, I mean, I, can you check his Twitter account? How many followers does he have? I, I get blocked. Rex Chapman is a hero, a star on Twitter to the liberals because he steals people's stuff. Um, so he'll never get banned. He'll never get suspended. He'll never get reprimanded by Twitter. Never. It's like, you know, you can be on there and, and you can call for the, I mean, hell, you know, Putin's still on there. Uh, you know, the Ayatollah is still on there. That's okay. OJ's on there. But 
the Babylon Bee, which is one of the best follows on Twitter. It's a satirical site. It's funny as hell. It's edgy. It's right wing, obviously, but they put a lot of effort into it and they mock, you know, Biden. They have been banned. Babylon B, what is it? Rex got 1.2 million followers for Rex Chapman. God. And he says, I hold the microphone like a grudge. I don't even know who the picture is. I don't know any of that. But, but uh, anyway, he was uh, uh, everything on there he stole from someone else and never gives him credit. <laughs> Babylon B, all the Babylon B did was name uh, Rachel Levine their man of the year. I mean, that's, that's funny, you know, Rachel Levine, man of the year. And, uh, even if it's not funny, it's, it's, they, they decided that was hate speech to call a man their man of the year, a man who is, you know, transitioning or transitioned. Uh, they called uh, him the man of the year and they, they, and uh, they won't demanding, demanding Babylon B take it down. Babylon B CEO, Sean Dillon says, no way. We're not taking anything down. There's a little showdown. Twitter will not care. They will not back down. They will, uh, they will destroy Seth Dillon and anybody else involved with Babylon B to project, to protect their radical left-wing ideology. It's a shame. It's a shame. You can't make jokes about Rachel Levine on Twitter. You know, you can call for the, the death of, of Donald Trump if you want, but you can't make uh, jokes. All right, a couple more things we got to get to. Let me do Shay Concrete, and then we will. I want to get to that Hunter laptop again, which we talked about a lot, but it is just laughable what the what the New York Times reported and the way the mainstream media reacted. And uh, I'm going to get to Bloomberg's tips. I'm going to do this for you, Craig. You, a working class guy, trying to make it, trying to survive in these tough times with all the Biden inflation. Bloomberg's got some tips for working class folks. To, uh, to 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 survive, but uh, first let me tell you about Shake Concrete. You know what Shake can do for you? You can get you those uh, wonderful precast concrete steps. Uh, that's this is the time of year getting uh, getting ready to do your home projects, improve your house, things around the house. Here's one way: get yourself some precast concrete steps. If you're building a new home or you just want to replace uh, an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They can get rid of the old steps, bring in the new ones within hours. It's not easy. Trust me, you don't want to do this yourself. Just call Shay. They can take care of it. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's not just a, an upgrade. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll have a brand new front entrance. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also, you can look for a job there. Shea Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring. It's a great company, great people, and they are kicking ass right now. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, I had to laugh uh, over the weekend. A lot of people say, Ooh, the New York times verified the laptop from hell. Hunter Biden's laptop was real. The New York times did no such thing. It was already verified. It was already real. Everybody knew it. I talked earlier about this lie that everybody 
kind of tells themselves about Leah Thomas. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's fair. It's on. And everybody knows it's not fair. Some people just pretend it is. Everybody knew the laptop was authentic. Everybody knew it was Hunter's. Everybody knew it implicated the big guy. And it does. It is the biggest political scandal in American history. The man right now, the president, president who's at the beach. I think he came back. He was bicycling around his beach house over the weekend as the world is burning and other world leaders are taking the train into Kiev to try to solve the problem. Our, 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 our empty shell of a president is biking around one of his beach houses, which was bought with great dirty Ukrainian money. I mean, is it asking too much for people just to, you know, you can defend it or whatever, just say, Oh, everybody cheats, everybody lies and steals, but you can't, Tell tell the world it's Russian disinformation. That's a lie. You're making that up. Nothing has made the media look worse in my lifetime than this lie. They knew it was real. Somebody floated the idea. Hey, here's an idea. We'll call it Russian disinformation. And they played along. They pretended. There's all these montages, uh, montages now of media people parroting the Biden excuse or the Biden lie that it's a uh, Russian disinformation. They consciously lied to protect the Biden family. They, caught, they, they made a decision. We know this is real. We know it's bad. But we want to get that orange man out and Biden in. So they lied and lied over and over again. And then you have the 50 uh, experts and intelligence experts and, uh, who came out and said, oh, yeah, it's Russian disinformation. The New York Post put them all on the front page the other day. It was a great front page. These people should, I mean, some of them are on TV now, you know, James Clapper and, and Brennan and Leon Panetta, they all out and out lied. They said it's Russian disinformation and they knew it wasn't. And now the defense is, oh, it's just Hunter. It's just his son. Who cares? There's naked pictures of maybe underage girls. Who cares? He's doing Coke off some woman's ass. I mean, that's, that's, you know, pretty, pretty lurid stuff. And if it were Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump Jr., he'd be on the front page of every newspaper. But the media is completely, thoroughly corrupt in this country right now. And their job is, again, to cover the news with a pillow until it stops moving. Their job is to cover up for the president. in the, On this laptop, as Tony Bobulinski has, has said, is uh, all kinds of evidence of Joe Biden getting paid from foreign countries, including Ukraine and China. He's made millions. I mean, the, the, to me, in the book, The Laptop from Hell, one of the most telling uh, parts is Joe Biden wanted Hunter, wants Hunter to pay all his bills. Joe Biden knows the reason Hunter's making all these millions is because of Joe. So Hunter is responsible for paying the bills paying the landscaper and the electric bill at Joe's mansions. This was all set up. The big guy's getting 10% too. The big guy's getting at least 10%. And Joe can't go out and do it himself. He needed a bag man. He needed a money guy out front. And that guy was Hunter. So Hunter went, he's stupid and he's drug addled, but he went and tried to peddle influence, peddle uh, connections to his father, peddle, uh, um, who was vice president at the time. And he went to China and he went to Ukraine and he made a fortune and he kicked back 10% at least that 
right there is, is, is on the laptop. It has been verified. And now for some reason, the New York times in chat in paragraph 24 of this story, which everyone's wondering what's the purpose. Cause everyone knows the New York times is again, not on the level. They don't care about news. They are political. They are ideologues and they are looking to advance their agenda. And everyone's wondering, are they trying to get rid of Joe Biden? Is there an indictment coming down and they're trying to soften the blow? Why, what would the objective, the purpose be for the New York Times to finally admit 16 months after the whole world knew the laptop was real to admit it, to, to agree, to, you know, to verify it. Um, but again, this shows you the corruption of the mainstream media. Everyone knew it was real. It was an unbelievable story. It was a huge political bombshell. It was, it wasn't even like allegations. There was no allegations. It was all proven. It was on the laptop. You had emails, you had text, you had numbers, you had, uh, you had photos, you had it all. And they said, no, we can't do this. We have to get rid of Donald Trump. We have to put this old fool in the white house. And they did, they succeeded. They rigged an election and uh, it's all coming apart on them. Now it's, it's, they rigged an election and the guy who they got in office has been a total disaster. So, if you're a, if you're you know wondering who to blame about you know the war in Ukraine and inflation and southern border, uh, that would be most of the mainstream media, the enemy of the people who did their best, big tech and big media, to rig that election. And now you got you know five dollars for a pound of grapes. I got tips for you though, Craig. Like I told you, I had ways to beat inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, I need them, so I'm, I'm excited. Bloomberg came out. Let me see if I can find the tweet. I got a, I got a story. Bloomberg came out and said they got uh, a four four part way for uh, you people. You know, you you working class folks. If you make less than three hundred thousand, they said <laughs> they're talking to people um, who make less. Less uh, it says inflation stings most if you earn less than 300,000. This is from Bloomberg mm-hmm. in a tweet. Here's how to deal with it. I'm listening. You ready? I'm listening. Four parts. Four parts. Okay. Take the bus. I don't know why you didn't take the bus to work today, Craig. You, you, I mean, are you concerned about inflation or not? Well, there's really not a route from Nashua to Needle. Uh, don't, no excuses. No, no excuses. Okay. Uh, okay. Two, don't buy in bulk. I was just at what? BJ's yesterday, actually. Oh, so you didn't do that either. So, but if you buy in bulk and the price goes up, it's smart, right? I thought so. If the price is still going up, you should buy in bulk, right? Cases of you, 40 waters and stuff. That's what I, I guess that means they think the price is going to go down. So you shouldn't buy in bulk now, but here's my favorite third, number three on the list. Mm-hmm. It's important. You're writing this down. I'm writing it down. Yep. Try lentils instead of meat. Mm. <laughs> Somebody actually typed that. A person at Bloomberg typed that those words. Buy lentils instead of meat. <laughs> that sounds, someone from Brooklyn wrote this, didn't they? I don't even know what a lentil is. I swear to God. I don't. How does it, I don't either. <laughs> how does that, isn't it like a vegetable? How does that replace meat? Lentils? Does that, it must have protein. But buy lentils instead of pre. They actually have a whole story linked to this. But the the tweet is so funny. Uh, let me see if I could find their explanation Lent- for lentils. Lentils, like beans, are legumes. They're high-protein <laughs> edible pulses that grow in pods. Uh, it says in the story, don't be afraid to explore. Prices for animal-based food products will increase. 
Ukraine and Russia supply a significant amount of corn and barley to feed to livestock. Meat prices have increased 14% in the last year. Though your palate may not be used to it, tasty meat substitutes include vegetables, lentils, or beans. Plan to cut out the middle creature and consume plants directly. It's more efficient, healthier, and cheaper. There you go. Lentils and beans, it's it's healthier and cheaper. And stay away from buying bulk. I don't quite get that too. But number four on their list of items that you must uh, uh, do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, nobody said this would be fun. <laughs> what? Nobody said, who, <laughs> nobody said this would be fun. So who thought inflation was fun? I mean. I'm having a I mean, blast. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. I mean, honest to God, you, you, you're, you're Bloomberg. You're a business publication. You can't come up with four things to beat inflation. You could say whatever, you know, uh, the carpool, the, yeah, carpool hitchhike. And you could say, you know, don't eat out as much or whatever, or whatever. Then this way, make your own, you know, pizza, save money that way. I mean, I could come up with ways it's stupid, but you, they literally only came up with <laughs> essentially like two. <laughs> no. I, mean, I broke all of those me. yesterday alone. <laughs> Nobody said it would be fun. What the hell does that even mean? Anyway, well, I don't know why I'm letting, getting worked up about that. <laughs> got more important things. We got war. We got, we got laptops. We got, uh, you know, I'm, I, I didn't get to Mish Michael's story again. I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to talk more about that because it is disgusting what the elitist, slobs at the at GBH, the local welfare station did to this woman who uh, took her own life last week. It's a, it's a serious subject and uh, we will get into it more because uh, we missed it. We missed it. Like I said, I talked to Minahan about this and we were on the radio at the time and we didn't know what they did to her and it didn't get covered. The globe obviously was involved. They covered it up. They did Jim. I think they did Jim Browdy's bidding. Somebody at GBH fed them the story and they cut, Mish Michaels off at the knees before she could even start working there because she wasn't a climate change lunatic. Uh, but uh, we'll get into that uh, another day. It's not uh, it's not going away. Sad, sad story. But we will leave it there for today. Uh, anything else, Craig? You, I know you're fired up. You had a lot to say today. I know you've been a busy, crazy weekend. But uh, anything really uh, urgent you want to get, off, uh, get the only, out there? The only thing uh, I have that we didn't really get to was the Caitlyn Jenner sound, but I feel like that's yeah, a- that's pretty good. Caitlyn Jenner is pretty good on this. She just says, you know, she obviously respects Leah, but she just says it ain't fair, and that's the that's the you know, the, the one thing they can't get away from. No one could say it's fair. Nobody, nobody on the left, nobody, uh, you know, none of the pro protesters on in her favor. There's some of them well, the- aren't there at the at the arena. Nobody at the place there in the land of the pool. Nobody can make the case that it is a fair competition when she is in the pool, but. Hey, she still has Olympic goals. I don't think uh, the Olympics are a long way off. I don't think she's actually going to be an Olympian. He's going to be an Olympian. But that'll be the true end of we'll the Olympics. See. I know they're struggling, but that'll be the death blow. Nah, they, they won't allow it. And besides, you know, maybe maybe Leo will go back to being a man again now that he's won an NCAA title. Uh, you know, all you're not? hearing is Leah uh, walks around naked, likes women, 
And well, I that's th- true. He likes women. I think which, once once the the swimming fame is over, he's gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna be Greg again, or whatever his name used to be. His name is Will, and it'd Will. be the greatest troll job. It'd be the greatest prank of all time. By twenty five, by twenty five, he's back. <laughs> I bet. He's. I mean, he's he won a title. His goal was to win a title, that's and he right. did. He won. Congratulations to Leah, aka Will Thomas, but. That will do it for today. Thank you, Craig. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and texting and supporting us. You can follow us on Twitter. There it is. D Callahan at the Callahan show at the Callahan show on Twitter or at Jerry Callahan or at Craig. What Craig V V C S V G S. Yes. V G S at Craig V G S. Follow them. Follow him. Follow us all. Follow us all. And follow Rika Georgi. the swimmer. Who, yes. Uh, came out, she had the balls to come out and uh, tell the truth. But that'll do it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.